It's the Magic Untapped podcast on magicuntapped.com, YouTube, and your favorite source for podcasts. Hey there, Magic players. Barry White from Magic Untapped and the Magic Untapped podcast. With me is Evan Simon, one of the writers here on Magic Untapped. Evan, how are you doing this month? Uh, I am very hot here in California. It's not just because of the wildfires. How are you? <laughs> you know, up here in Northern California, it's actually pretty nice. Uh, I think honestly, it was like 82 degrees today, which is almost unheard of for mid-July. It's, it's absolutely wonderful today. All right. <laughs> And you know what else is wonderful? We have a Patreon subscriber, Lino Hernandez, been uh, supporting us for a while now. Just want to say thank you very much. And if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, you can toss a dollar in our tip jar or for five bucks, we can give you a little shout out like we did for our buddy Lino there. So uh, moving on from that to items of business, uh, we have a brand new standard legal set coming out a week from today called Dungeons and Dragons Adventure in the Forgotten Realms. Again, this is Dungeons and Dragons the Magic the Gathering set. Are you excited about this, Evan? Uh, I looked through everything. I'm excited for most of it. <laughs> I mean, the flavor alone, I think they did a pretty good job at, uh, I mean, I know they're both in-house products, but different teams. I think they did a pretty good job at uh, combining the D&D feel and the D&D uh, theming and flavor into the Magic the Gathering card game. They did, and it and just some of the mechanics that they're trying to introduce there, a lot of them work, but I, but there's one I don't think will work there, and I'm kind of scared. It's not, it's not the dice rolling, is it? I'm excited to roll some bones during Oh, magic. no, no. Dice, it's always, you know, it's always been an unofficial part of magic, you know, counters and everything like that, so it's just natural. I'm talking about dungeons, and it might be a little controversial. Would you mind venturing into that topic there, Evan? Aha! Uh -huh. Uh, well, generally, Magic really hasn't like gone off a dungeon system before. This is, yeah, so they're trying to put that in there, make it kind of like D&D, &D, which I do appreciate, you know, the theming of the set and everything like that. But I did a dry run of actually one of the cards on there yesterday. It, it just wasn't working. I, 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 uh, I know they probably test, they tested it, but tested this like to the max but i uh, i'm worried well i've been playing uh playing it a bit on arena uh during that uh that midweek thing we just had on arena we were able to test out a bunch of like future pre-con decks and one of those mm -hmm. was a uh, venturing into the dungeon deck and even though it played a little slower than some decks um i would say that the mechanic overall seems to work there's plenty of triggers for it uh things seem to be adequately costed my only complaint is that they only made three dungeons. Uh, I think okay. that really limits your choices and it gets stale pretty quick. I mean, after a couple playthroughs, I was kind of dungeoned out. I'll be completely honest with you. They should have made four, five or six dungeons, uh, or maybe they, they would come out with some new dungeon cards in, in the commander decks, but they didn't do that. So I, I don't know why they stopped at three. It's not enough. You're right. And like, uh, you played D&D campaigns before, correct? I literally played a, um, a one-off D&D campaign last Sunday. Okay. <laughs> so, but, so, you know, like, you know, just do it once, once you kind of already done it, like you're yeah. getting at, it needs some more variance. Maybe like over time, if they, if they keep introducing it, they'll have a lot of variance there. But, well, 
Well, maybe if they do uh, Magic the Gathering D&D Thaco edition, we can uh, add a few more dungeons and also a scientific calculator into the game. Yeah, or base it off of like, you know, a code land, like a forest land, just keep uh, changing it up there. Maybe that can work, but they needed more than three. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. In this five probably wouldn't, wouldn't be good. One for each color. <laughs> but, but maybe if they do come back and we do... Uh a Ravenloft theme set or a Dragonlance themed set at some point in the future. Maybe maybe that's why they only did three. They don't want to overwhelm us all now and then all of a sudden another six to twelve and then another six to twelve. So uh, it could just simply be uh, strength and moderation, I guess. But I, I still wish there was at least one more. Right. I mean, leagues, they only put in a few expansion teams at a time. When they put in 10 at a time, it never works. <laughs> yeah. Now, are there any uh, cards or mechanics? You were, Well, we already talked a little bit about the venture mechanic not being excited for that, but are there any cards you're excited about for any reason, Evan? I like the design of the cards. The hand-drawn designs in some of them. Mm -hmm. Magic has never seen it to that extent before. I mean, you know, every most of them are hand-drawn now. Like, they've always been hand-drawn, but like... Or like, well, computer-drawn, but I know what you mean. So like the pencil kind of like art style, it, it looks amazing, honestly. Yeah, um, there's I got a couple singles I want to oh, uh, point out here. We got an, an enchantment called Cleric Class, which is part of an entire cycle of enchantments that add the D&D uh, &D uh, player classes, um, character classes into the game. Cleric Class is one that I've been on the wrong end of a few times since... Um, uh, Adventures in Forgotten Realms, AFR, has come out on Arena. And Cleric cla uh, Class is a one white enchantment that says if you would gain a life, you gain that much life plus one. But then you can level it up, and whenever you gain life, you get to put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control. And if you level, level it up a final time, uh, you get to return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then you gain life equal to its toughness. And you can have multiple of these things out. At, and they can have each one at a different level if you so choose. And it's um, it's really kind of kind of tough. Um, the There's other ones as well. Um, uh, there's a wizard class, and ranger class, and whatnot. But cleric class is the uh, class head head of the class i guess yeah head of the class <laughs> um i would have to say um although there is one other card i do want to point out and i love this just for the flavor when i was a big big fan of baldur's gate specifically the game baldur's gate 2 and in that we have minsk in the card game minsk beloved ranger now, in the video game, I always thought he was more of a barbarian, berserker type, but Minsk, beloved ranger, and he comes with his best friend, the tiny hamster, Boo. Go for the eyes, Boo! Go for the eyes! You're right, that's a new creature type. There, there's like, what, five new ones or something this time around? Uh, something around there, but yeah, hamster. Very We now have hamsters is an iconic Magic the Gathering creature type. Yeah, hamster we also tribal have, any uh, day now. Yeah, we also have gnolls. Uh, Bards, beholders, and I think halflings, right? Uh, yeah, and they, they, uh, the folks over at Wizards just did a uh, um, a big uh, creature type update. They added um, the ranger and the bard uh, creature types to a number of previously printed creatures, like uh, well, elvish bard, duh, stuff like that. So uh, that that is happening. Big uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm surprised that we didn't have bard already as a 
character class or uh, <laughs> using D&D terms, a creature type, uh, you know, 20 years ago. Um, but one thing that is uh, already happened with this set, which, by the way, this is not even out in paper yet. Pre-release this weekend, actual release in paper next weekend. But the card Book of Exalted Deeds has already been banned, at least on <laughs> Arena for the standard 2022 <laughs> format. Yeah, you laugh, you laugh. But if you look at this card, three white legendary artifact at the beginning of your end step. If you gain three or more life this turn, create a three, three white angel creature token with flying. Okay, whatever. It's the latter half, three white tap, exile the book. Put an enlightened counter on target angel. It gains, you cannot lose uh, the game and your opponent cannot win the game. Activate a sorcery, whatever, it's a sorcery. The problem is people are putting this enlightened token on Faceless Haven, which is a land. How? When the land is animated, turns into a creature, which is its own ability, it has all creature types. Oh boy. That includes Angel. So you make it a creature, you exile the book, put the counter on it, and all of a sudden you have, by the, by the time your turn ends, a creature that's not a creature anymore, but still has that uh, your opponent cannot win the game um ability now stapled onto it and that became a problem very very fast do you think like they didn't see this during play testing like initially and they're like okay let's bring out this card but they but they, someone figured it out <laughs> you know what faceless haven is kind of an unassuming card uh it does see play and it saw play before this but it's that all creature types that kind of changeling type of um of asterisk that I think might have gotten a little overlooked. Or maybe they thought there'd be answers, you know, stone rain or something, you know, destroy right. target land. But um, apparently those answers far were far outweighed by its existence, the combo's existence overall. So at least for standard 2022, which is kind of like standard version two, it's what standard is going to go into and you can already play it on arena gone can't can't do that anymore here's this new card you can't play it <laughs> yeah kind of pretty much pretty much um but since you mentioned cards that uh you can and can't play um i want to switch over here talk a little bit about edh now uh evan who was your first ever commander in commander <sighs> I played 2013 Commander with one of the pre-constructed decks. I remember that was my first one. I went green. I think it was green, uh, green, white, red. I think that was the one they had there that I played. Marath, well, well, Will of the Wild, Nature of the Beast. I played that one. I remember that pre-constructed deck. Oh, yeah. That's the one with the, uh, the lady with the, like her face sticking through some uh, flowers, right? Yep. Remember that? That's, yes. <laughs> Mail the anima <laughs> with Marath, Will of the Wild. <laughs> That's kind of why I chose it. <laughs> okay, just you like the art. Do you still have the deck? I'm guessing not. No, I still have it. It's just uh, back home in Ohio right now. I bring it out here. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's still out in Ohio. I brought Went most back of my to Ohio. <laughs> All your magic cards were gone. Hey, ho, where'd you go, Ohio? You got to bring that stuff out here to Cali. Evan. I brought most of it out to Cali. I just forgot a few of them, and I, I was actually looking for that last night and 
Couldn't find it, so it must still be in Ohio. It's got to still be there. It's got to still be there. Uh, well, uh, my first was Mariki Ribere, uh, which is a card from Ice Age, and uh, she's a three-drop, white, blue, and black. Um, one one does not untap during your untap phase, um, and her ability is tap, gain control, target creature. If you lose, you lose control of that creature. If you lose control of Mariki Ribere, or if Mariki Ribere leaves play, uh, or untapped, you bury that creature. And what's kind of cool is you, you know, I can take my opponent's creatures. Um, in this deck, I have some untapped tech like uh, Puppet Strings and Mind Over Matter, so I can then untap Marika Ribere to uh, kill off the creature I stole and steal another creature. I have other cards in there like City of Shadows and Phyrexian Vault where I can sacrifice a creature that I, uh, that I, I stole and get some value of it that way, especially if they're about to get rid of Mariki or something like that. And um, Aside from her, I also have a few other creature stealing options like the uh, OG Control Magic card, Preacher from the Dark, uh, not Preacher Lost in the Comedian, although that would be fun. Um, it, it's really, it's it's a fun deck, but it's it's really, I mean, I still own it. I barely play it. It's it's a very slow, slow deck, and um, it's, it's not fun to play until it is fun to play, and uh, half the time I don't get that far. Uh, people see what I'm doing, and they kind of take me out pretty... <laughs> pretty quick uh, so I'm, I'm actually thinking about taking that apart and building a grist deck uh that new planeswalker from on horizons 2 and uh comboing it with a uh, an artifact from saviors of kamigawa called ashes of the fallen because uh, grist cares about insects and ashes of the fallen i can make every creature in my graveyard the insect creature type so that's something i'm yeah. toying with doing yeah. Usually what I do is I try to like have a card that spawns in green creatures a lot. So I just so I just hit hard early, keep spawning them in. Hopefully they'll overcome and beat out, beat out the 20, but that's usually my strategy and things. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's I guess those are our first commander. What, what's what's your favorite commander right now? Are you are you playing commander at the moment or are you taking a break? I'm taking a break. I'm just uh I just like uh opening up packs right now <laughs> at this point. Gotta crack those but, packs. No, like I've been like opening up older ones now too recently just to see what's in them. I mean, it's been pretty neat. Like, Return of Childhood almost. <laughs> yeah, you know, cracking open packs, um, a lot of fun. Not a very sound investment strategy, however, because uh, nope. in those packs, you can never tell which cards are the winners or the losers. Aha! <laughs> it's called a segue, Evan. Anyway. This is where we talk about the top three uh, gaining and losing cards value-wise in Magic the Gathering over the past week. And looking at the winners first, we have in third place the Uncommon from Double Masters Oval Chase Daredevil. It went from $0.66 cents to $2.09. Not a big dollar amount, but it did go up about 217%. Uh, then we have Notions Thief from Dragon Maze going from $1.84 to $6.10. That's a jump of 232%. And then in first place, we have Notion Thief, but the Masters 25 version, which went from $2.02 to $8.25, a jump of 308%. Evan, what, stri what strikes you about these? Well, there were two no Well, it was Notion Thief twice, so... I'll let you know I've right now, Notion Thief was also the number four card, but we don't talk oh. about the number four card. How many times was it reprinted? 
uh, at least three times. Yeah, so it's definitely get like the prices are definitely gearing up for the next release. You know, and that's on the twenty third this month. So, well, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you saw the news from uh, from uh, Good Back to Commander for a second that Hole Breacher just got banned in Commander, and oh, people are kind right. of yeah, that's right. I think that's what this is because they're talking about Notion Thief being the replacement for for Hole Breacher, and I think it's it's drumming up the command or I mean the demand and the buzz for the card as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not a super expensive card, too, even with the higher prices, so it's... No, very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and then Oval Chase Daredevil um, has some artifact synergy. I noticed it was only the Double Masters version went up. The um, the Kaladesh version is still the normal price, so uh, I don't know if this is abhorrent or if people just have not gotten to the Kaladesh one yet, but... With all the treasures coming out in uh, Forgotten Realms, I'm wondering if, uh, if uh, yeah, like you said, it's a response to the set about to come out on that. But even then, it, it only went up uh, with a dollar forty, dollar fifty. So, not bad in the overall scheme of things. But if you look at the percentage, it's quite high. <laughs> right, right. Now, uh, speaking of uh, some losers, now, um, spoiler alert: all three of these cards are from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. In fact. If you look at the list and we get this information from MTG Stocks, a lot of the losers are from Adventures in Forgotten Realms. And um, Evan, you and I always agree, every time we see this, especially as I said, either is about to come out or just came out, it's the market responding and things just smoothing out. Yep, you got a flood of new cards in. They're expecting a flood of like all these cards coming in, so prices are gonna go down. You know, uh -huh. basic law of supply and demand working here. Right, exactly, exactly. And of these cards, our third place losing card was Sorcerer Class, uh, which is one of those classy cards from, uh, well, you know, AFR. Went from seven and a quarter down to 240, which is a loss of about 67%. Uh, the legendary creature Volo Guide to Monsters went from almost $10 to just over three, which is a loss of 68%. And we also have topping the list of losers for uh, for this time period. Nadar, Selfless Paladin, went from $6.53 to $2.03, which is a drop of 69%. So 67, 68, and 69, dude. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with these prices because as more people play this and figure out new strategies and things, the cards right. are going to be good. Like it always happens, they're going to go higher in price than the others. And you can tell which ones are going to be the best ones for certain things, and that'll be very interesting to see. It always is. <laughs> yeah, and Nadar actually surprised me a little bit when I saw a topic on this list because I had just played that uh, dungeon pre-constructed deck on Arena, and Nadar kind of was one of the stars of that deck because of its venture trigger for ETB and attacking. So it might hold here at two. It might creep up maybe to two fifty, three dollars, but it kind of depends on not just the viability of the uh, the, the dungeon decks, but all also uh what color or color combinations tend to be the most effective and um granted we know that a little bit and people are starting to figure it out a little bit on arena but once even more people get to play with it on paper uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with with that card with nadal or nadar selfless paladin can't wait <laughs> yeah and uh evan it kind of brings us up to the end of this podcast. No guests this month. We hope to have a guest against next month. But um, I think we all learned a valuable lesson today. What do you think, Evan? 
I would agree with you, but I don't know what that lesson is. I have no idea what the lesson is either, but it's valuable. It's very valuable. Anyway, yeah, I'm, very white, I'm very white here on the Magic on Tap podcast, magicontap.com. Um, the, our co-host here, Evan Simon, also for Magic on Tap, magicontap.com. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And on YouTube, thank you very much for watching. Everybody, have a great month. Goodbye.